Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Calm Collective Podcast. I'm Cassandra, and I'm so grateful that you're here with me today for another episode. Today's episode is actually um, a question from a reader, and it touched on the subject of that feeling when life seems to be happening to and for everyone else except you. Have you, have any of you been there before? I know I have. I'm raising my hand. That feeling where it just feels like everyone is just like catapulting forward and you're, you're still in the same spot, right? You're stagnant and nothing seems to be propelling forward. Um, so here's the, here's the question. I feel like everyone and their mother are getting engaged right now. I'm 27 and in a happy relationship, but it feels like it's this domino effect where all of a sudden I'm feeling super overwhelmed that all of my friends and friends of friends are getting engaged, buying homes, getting married, having kids, and it's just so invading this peaceful space that I worked really hard to get to. It just makes me feel anxious. Of course, I'm happy for them, but it just makes me feel like I'm falling behind and that I'm not where I should be in life. If you have any suggestions about this, I'd be so grateful. Your content always seems to sit with me so well and makes me feel more at ease. Well, first of all, I'm so grateful for you and incredibly happy that you feel held and seen here in this community, the Calm Collective community. That's what it's all about for me. So I appreciate you saying so. Second, I'm actually really excited to dive into this topic. And before I do, I want to point out that although she's referring to relationship milestones, I really feel like this episode and this topic can apply to so many other things as well. For instance, if you're in corporate and maybe you're having these same feelings about where you are in the corporate ladder, or if you're a freelancer or an artist and you watch as others just zoom past you, right, with speaking events and book deals and one million followers on Instagram, it's so easy to feel like life is happening around you instead of to you. But this is just a lie that we tell ourselves. It's a coping mechanism of sorts, right? It's a gentle a gentle way to play the victim. And I don't say that to sound harsh. I hope you all know by now that my only intention is to speak and show up in love. I'm I'm almost always speaking from personal experience. So when I say these things, please know that I myself am either in the mix or I've been there. So let's break up this question into pieces. Piece number one the overwhelm or domino effect of other people getting engaged, married, having kids, buying homes. It's destroying the peaceful sanctuary that you've created for yourself. I wish I could hug you before I give my feedback because it's going to feel like a tough one. So please consider yourself hugged so tight. I'm even kissing you on the cheek because in my opinion, the peaceful space that you've worked hard to get to wasn't a peaceful space to begin with. It was just a quiet one that had no interruptions or news alerts, right, of people's lives changing. If your peaceful space was truly sacred, these things wouldn't bother you, right? You wouldn't feel affected by other people doing X, Y, and Z. In fact, you'd feel quite unaffected. Now, this doesn't make you bad or mindless. Hell no, not even a little bit. It makes you 100% human because the truth is that we all do this at one time or another. One of two things I think is really going on here. One, that you had a long stretch of being in your bubble, right? Living inside your happy, healthy relationship and weren't feeling the need to think about much else. So what happens when we feel like life is happening around us and not to us 
is an awakening of sorts. And awakenings are the best things on the planet. I love me a good awakening because this is when we grow, right? When we evolve, when we give ourselves permission to feel the way we truly feel. So the news of other people's life updates, marriage, homes, babies, it's either showing you that you're ready, ready for what? I can't answer that for you because it isn't fair of me to assume that that's the life that you want with your partner, a marriage, a child, a home, what have you. But when we do this comparison game, which is ultimately what you're doing, which again is totally human and beautiful and normal, this is literally just your subconscious saying, oh, there's something for me here. Something about this feels appealing, right? Something about this is tugging at my heartstrings. Comparison is the thief of joy can be true, right? That saying that we hear all the time, but it can also hold so many good nuggets to propel us forward and get us closer to living our most authentic lives. I'll share a quick personal story on my end. So I'm 33 and I'm intentionally single. This is what I like to call it, intentionally single. Do you know how many looks of sympathy I get when people hear this? Mind you, I'm pretty sure it's because I'm a woman. No one looks at a man who's 33 and single and bats an eyelash, but that's an entirely different subject on its own. My point is that used to crush me. It used to make me feel like I was doing something wrong, that I had failed in some way, when in reality, once I started to do a lot of internal work and asked myself some really hard questions, I realized that my life is actually exactly where I want it to be. It looks exactly the way that it's meant to look right now in this season of life. The most amazing gift that I've given myself in this year of being alone and just like where I am is that I'm choosing this life. No one is doing it to me. I'm not single because I'm unwanted. I'm single because I'm happy here right now. Do I want a partner? Sure. Yes, of course. One day. I'm a monogamous, hopeless romantic. I'll be the first to admit it. And anyone knows me is nodding their head at this, but I don't need it enough just to choose anyone. Do I want kids? Yes, I do, but it's also 2019, and I know full well that anyone who tells me that I have to have a child by 35 or I'm pushing it needs to mind their own business, A, and B, shouldn't assume how my body is going to perform. If I wanted a kid bad enough right now in this moment, I could have one. It really is that simple. If you wanted to get married and have babies and buy a house, if you wanted that life bad enough, you could have that life. No one is telling you that you can't. So what I think is happening is that you're being faced with a societal pressure, right? And that's a real thing. The best thing you can do for yourself, in my opinion, is, or what I would do and what I have done is to journal on a regular basis and ensure that you are exactly where you say you want to be. If that's building up some financial security so you can feel good about your future, amazing. Focus on that. If that's trying to find the verbiage to tell people that having kids just isn't for you, beautiful. Focus on finding a way to say it that leaves you feeling empowered, not like you just disappointed a perfect stranger. Society has a really sneaky way of making us feel like we're doing things wrong. It can often take on the persona of a disappointed parent that finds out that you smoked weed for the first time. It doesn't feel good. It feels heavy and daunting. And if you're not careful it can put you into a tailspin and disrupt your peace that you were talking about. But let me, let me remind you, right? No one can take away your peace. It's yours and it's internal. The only one hijacking it is you. Maybe this means it's time to have a heart to heart with your partner and share it with him where you're at. This could mean making a super soft timeline of where you'd like to be, say, by age 30, because you said you're 27. Please don't be too rigid with this because 
life is beautiful and messy and has so many unexpected turns that will take you places you may never have imagined were possible. You have to surrender to the universe and make room to do so. But a little soft planning never hurt anyone. Consider this setting some personal intentions, not goals to be met, just soft intentions to reflect on. Speaking of having a chat with your partner, excuse me, you mentioned something in your question that I left out, but now that we're getting into this a bit more, I feel like it's really important to touch on before we wrap up. And this isn't to assume that this is what you meant, but it brought something up in me that while we're on this subject, I do want to put out here in this episode for anyone who might need to hear it. You said, I never want to put pressure on my boyfriend to get engaged just because everyone around me is. I would be so elated if this way of thinking could just be shifted entirely. The fact that we give one person in a partnership so much power to solidify an engagement is a little subconsciously wounding, I think. It is rare that a man is waiting for a woman to be ready. This is true. And it no doubt probably has a lot to do with the fact that women are by nature more nurturing, tuned into their emotions, and mature faster than men. Therefore, we're generally ready for the next step before they are. But if I may, I just want to plant the seed that this topic should be more of a discussion rather than a woman texting her partner, let's say, 100 photos of rings or suppressing her wants because she's afraid of rejection or being labeled the needy girlfriend or pretending like it doesn't matter if you get married or not because since he's unsure, now you are too. I wish the act of getting engaged and choosing each other was more of a team effort, a group effort, a heart-to-heart, a I'm here, where are you? in honoring that space rather than putting labels like needy or immature in there. So if I can end with one thing here, I hope you'll change the language moving forward, that you'll give yourself permission to be a part of that conversation, that you don't need to wait for anyone to tell you when you'll be taking the next step. Open up a dialogue and make it a journey you're both excited to explore in the future together and allow it to be a conscious decision together. The final note comes back to your internal peace and feeling like that's been shaken and disrupted. I want you to really soak up what I said about you being in charge of your internal happiness. No one else can take that from you. It is yours. So I really do want you to sit with the thought of, is this, is this internal peace that you thought you built? Was it in fact just a bubble of protection? Could it be possible that these things happening to you are triggering because there's a lesson in there for you? There's a message in there for you. There's a conversation that's worth having. So think on that. I really hope that this helped. I hope it felt I know it was probably a little bit of tough love, but I hope it felt nonetheless like love because that's my only intention ever. If any of you have any questions that you'd like to send and have me answer on the podcast, please feel free. You can always send me a direct message on Instagram at the calm collective underscore, or you can even shoot me an email at hello at the calm collective.com. And if you liked this episode, 
I hope that you'll take just a few seconds to leave a quick five-star rating and review if this lands well for you. And if you've enjoyed other episodes of this podcast, it really does help the podcast to land in the laps of others looking for tips towards a more mindful life. And it also helps me to be able to bring really awesome guests onto the show. When you do leave a review, make sure you screenshot it because I want to give something back. If you screenshot it and you email it to me at hello at thecomcollective.com, you will be able to choose from a free instant downloadable print from my print shop over on Etsy. It'll come straight to your email. Just my way of saying thank you so much for taking the time. I know you don't have to do that, so I really, really do value you. 